Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Lord, we love your presence. Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. Father, a presence that heals, that delivers, that brings joy to brokenness. We thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I want to paint a beautiful, fresh picture of what Christ did for you. A beautiful, fresh picture of words that were actually written 700 years years before Jesus even came to earth. And it's out of Isaiah. Um, many Jewish scholars, they actually struggle with this passage very much because it clearly points to Jesus. Um, I read an article where rabbis used to uh, read Isaiah 53 and because 53 caused so much confusion and so many arguments that there was a time that they just didn't read it. They would go to like 52 and a half and then, and then there would be a pause and then they would jump to 54 <laughs> because it so clearly points to Jesus Christ. And so as I read this and we prepare for, you have uh, the elements being handed out right now and we, you know, Jesus told us to remember and that's why we do what we do today, breaking the bread and drinking the, the cup, is to remember what Christ did for us. So these beautiful words, I'm going to read it out of a translation I don't generally read from, which is the New Living Translation. It says this, Isaiah 53, there's 12 verses. Open up your heart. Who has believed our message? It's interesting, let me just point out here that Isaiah is actually speaking in third person plural. He's making himself inclusive in this because, um, you know, he's a part of what's going on. He says, who has believed our message? And to whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? Now, when you see Lord, you see that all the letters are capitalized Lord. That, that means God. And so um, this is a reference to God. This is my servant grew up in the Lord's presence, God's presence, like a tender green shoot like a root in a dry ground. There was a lot of dryness on the earth. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. Remember last week I was talking about the glory of God. How, you know, he, he set aside his glory. He couldn't show his brightness. We wouldn't have even been able, man couldn't, mankind couldn't have handled it. So he set aside that brightness and that glory. And it says here that, that um, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. There was nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. And we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised. And we did not care. Yet, it was 
our weakness that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. Remember before Pilate, he didn't speak. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not even open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong, and he had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal, and he was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and to cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. <laughs> and he will enjoy a long life. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous Servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, you and me, for he will bear all of their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many, and he interceded for rebels. What a powerful, powerful description of our Lord Jesus Christ coming to this earth as foretold by Isaiah in chapter 53. And that is how we remember. We remember what he did for us and we remember that when you woke up this morning and you got ready and you got here and you walked in this building, you had hope. I can't imagine what it would be like if truly... We didn't have that hope. The world wouldn't obviously look the same if it would still exist. But we're here to be bright lights in a dark world and to let our light shine. And may we do that as a church. May we not put on a face. May we not be something we're not. May we, in our brokenness and in, in our sin, may we always glorify God and bring glory to him. And may we be a light to the world. So as we have communion, you have the elements right now. I'm going to read out of 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 25. It says, The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So if you'll take the bread right now. Father, we thank you for your, Lord, your, you coming to earth in physical form. In a physical form, Lord. You had to come that way. We thank you for coming, knowing what you would go through, knowing the brokenness that you would have to endure, literally sweating drops of blood, knowing what was to come. But you came anyway because you created us. You knew us from the beginning of time. And we were too important to you to be destroyed and not have hope. We thank you for that. Verse 25 says, In the same way as he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And Lord, we do thank you for your blood. Lord, that blood that is powerful, Lord. Lord, without the shedding of blood, your word says there's no remission of sins. Father, I thank you that we don't have to slaughter animals, but you, you slaughtered <laughs> You, you slaughtered the enemy with your own blood 2,000 years ago on a cross so we could live with hope and we could be bought, that we could be purchased. Thank you, Father, for paying that price. We love you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.